Come on, we guys give Jesus a shout this morning. Give him a hand clap. Man, thank you, Jesus. Man, we're so glad you guys are here today. And also, if you are brand new, I'm going to echo Rebecca. Man, we just want to clap and welcome you. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for checking us out. Man, we're honored you're here today. It is summer, all right? It is summer. I got my summer shirt on, brand new, by the way. Come on, somebody. And I feel like this is my dad's shirt, all right? I'm approaching 40, and this is my dad's shirt. Somebody outside said, I'm hot. I said, hello, hot. I'm, my name's Jeremy. Okay, and so, man, we're excited to be in the middle of a series, but before we get started today, I want you to know, Gather is coming up. Gather is coming up, and man, this is going to be a fun, right, two, uh, two, uh, two nights, right, one night, and they're both separate nights and all that, and so, but do me a favor, get your phone out, and this is a QR code, all right, and if you get your phones out, come on, ladies, get your phones out, and all you got to do is you can literally zoom in on the side screens or in the TV, zoom in on your camera app, open your camera app, do not take a picture, do not take a picture, but zoom in your camera app, get kind of close to this thing, and then you're going to have a link go boink on top, click on that link, it's going to take you to the registration, register $10, and you're there for gather night, it's going to be amazing, all right, it's going to be incredible, now we're the men in the house, men, men are here, barely, but they're here, she made you come, but you're here. All right, man, we got Father's Day coming up, right? Father's Day is coming up on June 20th, and uh, it's, it's going to be a day. We're going to honor you. We're not going to tell you how terrible you are. We're going to tell you how awesome you are. Come on, somebody. Biblically, of course. But we also, we are giving away a gift for every dad that's coming or every male, every dude that's coming into the place. You're going to get a free gift. Uh, it's a pretty cool gift. Lorenzo even signed off on it and as a new dad, but make sure you come. But we're also going to be raffling off a smoker from Home Depot. Come on, somebody. It's in my office right now. I'm going to test it out for you. But also, one more thing, too. Uh, Growth Track is today. Growth Track is today. Give a hand clap for Growth Track. And uh, the Growth Track, this helps you uh, to learn a little, bit more, a little bit about our church, a little bit about Pastors Jeremy and Lindsay, but also Growth Track really is geared towards discovering who you are. Discovering God's unique design over your life so you can reveal God's destiny for your life. We believe every single person, you were not an oops or an accident, but God placed something powerful inside of you. That Ephesians chapter 2 says, come on, I'm preaching already. But Ephesians chapter 2 said, God placed you on this planet and he gave you gifts beforehand. And so before he placed you here, he didn't go, oh no, they're not good at anything. God said, I already revealed, I already put some gifts inside of them. And we believe, and we've seen it over four years, the growth track reveal what gifts you have on the inside. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're ready and you're saying, you know what, maybe I've been on the sidelines or you know what, I, I want to know more about the church. Join me today at Growth Track, go down the hall, take a quick ride. I'm going to be teaching steps one and two today. I have ADHD, so it's going to go fast, all right? And so steps one and two, condensed version of the Growth Track. I would love uh, to be able to have you in there. If you join me for Growth Track today, even though it's not a big deal, we'll give you free Chick-fil-A. Come on, somebody. It's a little Chick-fil-A card. Even though they're closed on Sundays, they're more saved than we are. So get your Bibles out real quick. I got to go fast because I'm excited about this message. I'm excited about this series that we've been in, On Earth As It Is In Heaven. And so uh, the first week we talked about, it's a different kingdom measurement. Uh, we talked about how it's a different kingdom mindset. That when Jesus came, man, he literally turned the world upside down. And he decided to use 12 individuals and so on and so forth as the church began to explode. And man, we've seen in this past year, uh, just what, what can take place when we begin to pray the prayer, uh, my kingdom come. My will be done on earth as it is in my world. 
But Jesus came with a more radical prayer. When he came, he prayed, pray like this, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, and catch this, on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. And so I want to challenge you. This is the same question we're asking every single week. But I want to challenge you. Are we asking God to bring heaven to earth, or are we only asking that we'll make it to heaven? Because i got to tell you, there's more to life than this. There's more to life than saying, oh my goodness, we're on an airplane, turbulence hits, and you go, Father, just in case. I'm afraid of just in case prayers, right? Like, like you're like, I have chest pain. Is that gas or a heartburn? Father, in Jesus' name, I repent of my sins. Be Lord of my life, you know? Like those just in case prayers, and I understand, I get it. But there's more to life than this. There's more to life just when I get to heaven, when I get there, when I arrive. There's more to life than just asking God, will you, will you help me get to heaven? I want to challenge you during this collection of talks. We bring heaven to earth. We bring heaven to earth. And so if you got your phones out, get your, uh, your iPhones out, your droids out, your Samsung Galaxies. If you want to bring heaven to earth, it's going to be an iPhone. Come on, somebody. They got the cloud. It's the shirt. I can't help it. It's the shirt. I want you to get your Bibles out to Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21 is the very last book of the Bible, at the very end, Revelation 21. Now, if you're, if, if you're a Christ follower, you're like, he said Revelation. What kind of sermon is this going to be today? But this is Revelation 21. And in order, and I want you to see me up here, in order to talk about this, we got to know what this is. In order to talk about bringing heaven to earth, we got to realize what really heaven is going to be like. And so here's what Revelation 21 says. It says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Come on. And death shall be no more. Neither will be, there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain, for the former things have passed away. So when we die and we confess as Jesus is our Lord and Savior, God, I repent of my sins, live in my heart. I'm going to do the very best I can to follow after Jesus. I might fall. I might backslide, but I'm going to get right back up and say, Jesus, I need help. And when I die, I'm going to go into the pearly gates. I'm going to go into heaven. And there in heaven, there is no more crying. There is no more death. There is no more sorrows. There's no more mourning. There's no more pain in Jesus' name. That is heaven. I got to tell you, I thought heaven was like cotton balls and clouds and angels and like precious moments. I mean, remember precious moments. Like, is that heaven? Is that all there is? And I just went way out of my demographic, all right? But what is heaven like? Is it boring? Are we going to be singing? She's really tickled by that. Is it singing? Like, like what is, is, I don't know if I want to go to heaven. But can I just help you understand that Jesus said, I want this to come to earth. Because Jesus said this, behold, and this is John, and behold, he was seated on the throne, and he hears Jesus, he hears God. Behold, I'm making all things new. I love this because we see this every single week at Avenue Church. It's not I'm bad, and then I become good. It's I am dead, but I raised my hand. I gave Jesus into my life. I allow him into my heart. I am brand new. And he says, write this down, for these words are trustworthy, and these words are true. So this is what heaven looks like. But this is what Jesus said. They heard John the Baptist got beheaded and died. Disciples went to Jesus. What are you going to do? Huh? That's your cousin. That's the guy who water baptized you. What are you going to do? Are you going to finally get upset? Are you finally going to overthrow the government? Are you finally going to be that warrior we're seeking for? And this is what Jesus says. Jesus says, no, 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 no. Repent. 
for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, this is so crucial because maybe you're brand new and maybe you haven't been to church since you were a kid or maybe you've never been to church before and you just went, oh, it is 34 minutes into the service and the pastor finally said the R word, right? Repent! But here's what repent really means. Repent means change direction. So Jesus is saying, no, don't look at that. Look at that. I want you to change your direction. I want you to repent of your sins, quit living dead. I want to bring you to heaven where it's life. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. And so you know what Jesus was saying? He was saying, change your focus. Heaven is here. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near and here. He's talking about himself. Jesus said, I came here to bring heaven to earth. Here's what I love about Jesus. He didn't just talk the talk. He walked the walk. And I love this in Matthew chapter 9. And if you're brand new with us today, a lot of scriptures today. We are fired up today. But how many know it is June and we are ready to go after God? Come on, somebody. And it says, and Jesus went all throughout the cities and villages. Right? Jesus went all throughout Las Vegas. Probably Pahrump. Little Boulder City right there. Come on. It was hot in the summer, so he went to Cedar Creek up in Utah. How many know they need Jesus too? And teaching in their churches, their synagogues, temples, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. What's the gospel of the kingdom? It's healing. He healed every disease and every affliction, everything that was wrong. And I love this. And he saw the crowds and he had compassion for them because they were harassed and they were helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. If we're praying this prayer, Jesus, I want my kingdom come, if my will be done, you're going to be a sheep without a shepherd. If we're praying, Jesus, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And somebody needs to see this today. If you're like me, you feel harassed. And help us. This is our culture today. I feel harassed. I feel helpless. I feel like I have a, a disease and I have affliction. I want you to know he had compassion on them. He did not look at them and say, where's your faith? He didn't look at them and say, you're sick because of your sin. He didn't look at that and said, because you have it, you have that because I'm punishing you. Now, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says he saw the crowds. It was hundreds and hundreds of individuals, and he had compassion for them, so he healed them. So that is why it was so radical when Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can I challenge you today? Can I challenge you? That a miracle is heaven on earth. A miracle is heaven on earth. And I'm fired up today, man. Gospel's just been doing a work in my heart during this collection of talks. So do me a favor. We're going to pivot just for just a second. Got a little serious there. Turn and tell your neighbor the title of my message today. If you're taking notes online as well, Anissa and Yoli, we see you there online. Church, we're so glad you're watching. Do me a favor. Type the title of my message in the comments right now. Turn to your neighbor and say, I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. Now turn to your second choice because you totally just ignored the next neighbor and say, I still believe in miracles. Go ahead, online audience, put in, type in the comments. I believe in miracles. How many know miracles are here 
today. But here's what we need in, if we need a miracle, all right? Because a miracle is heaven on earth. Can I just declare that some of us, we, we might need a financial miracle. It's coming. For some of us in this room, we need a physical miracle. Like, God, I need you to heal my body. I believe that's heaven coming to earth. And many of us in this room, we need a mind miracle where God can heal our mind and our bodies, our, our spirits, our bank accounts, our family, that we need a miracle in this place today. And so there's a couple things I want to address real quick, because here's kind of the, the uh, I feel like, the tension. I want a miracle, but if I need a miracle, it's typically because I have a problem. And so what do I need in order to have a miracle? You need a problem. Why would you write this down? We need a problem that only heaven can solve. I need a problem that only heaven can solve. I love this in Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, Jesus is doing ministry. And says there's a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. It didn't stop. It got worse. And she had suffered under many doctors and had spent all that she had, spent all of her money, and there was no, she was no better, but rather she grew worse. This is a big problem. She had a problem. And so here's what it says. She decided her mind. She heard the reports about Jesus. She heard the reports about a man who's bringing heaven to earth. And so she decided, she said, man, if I could just touch even his garment, even his shirt with the flowers on it and the little leaves, you know, like if I could just touch it, she said this, I will be made well. And when she got through the room, she, they believe she crawled on her hands and knees and she finally touched Jesus's hem. And when she touched his garment, immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body she was healed of her disease. Can I get an amen, right? That's powerful. And I love this. Jesus perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him. Immediately, he turned to the crowd and said, who touched my garments? Who touched my garments? And I love this. The disciples go, ah, Jesus, I love the disciples. I love the disciples because they're just like us today, right? Like, disciples said to him, everybody's touching you. Who touched me? Ah, uh, everyone. They did not social distance back then. How dare they? And he said this. And yet you say, who touched me? I believe that when Jesus said, who touched me? He wasn't saying who physically touched me. I believe Jesus said, who had a problem that only heaven can solve? Who had a problem that only heaven can solve? Who was so desperate and said, man, if I could just get a touch of heaven, if I could just ask God, for your will to be done, your kingdom come on earth in my world, not just earth, but in my world as it is in heaven. And I love this. Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Raise your hand. Do me a favor. Watching online as well. Put the little emoji up. Raise your hand if you got a problem. Just raise your hand if you got a problem. I want you to look all around this room. Every hand should be up because I got 99 problems, but heaven ain't one of them. That was so good. Was that relevant? That was TikTokable. Was that? I believe there's many, there's some desperation in this room today. 
and say, I am tired, I am tired, I am tired, I am tired, I am tired. I have a problem that only heaven can solve. This woman went to doctors. We love doctors. We love our first responders. Man, we love that you are so faithful. There's individuals I'm looking at in this, uh, in this, uh, at that Go to Avenue Church. You've been serving your butts off in the ERs all of 2020. Man, she did what she could. She believed in the doctors. She sought help. She didn't just sit around, but she said, enough is enough. I have a problem that only heaven can solve. Here's the first one. The first one is a problem only heaven can solve. But the second one is we need God's will. We need God's will. We need God's will. And this is a little tough for me, but I want you to understand this. Here in Ephesians chapter 1, write this down if, if you're going, okay, I need God's will. I have a problem, but is it God's will for me to be healed? I have a problem, but is it God's will for me to be healed? In Ephesians chapter 1, it says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. This is Paul. So Paul said, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Because he heard through the disciples that Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth it is in heaven. And so what are the spiritual blessings, Paul? What are they? In him, we have redemption. Through his blood, what Jesus did on the cross. We have forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. I want you to catch this. And he says, which he lavished upon us. Lavish means more than enough. More than enough. He lavished it upon us. He is generous with redemption and forgiveness. And it says this, in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. When God heals me, God wills it. And I say, God, what's the mystery of your, I don't know what I did there. That was a little, God, what is the mystery of your will according to his purpose where he set forth in Christ? Here's what he finishes off with. God, what is it? As a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, all things in heaven and things on earth. No more sorrows, no more tears, no more pain, no more affirmities, no more afflictions. I want to bring it all things in him, heaven and on earth. I want you to understand this. It is God's will for us to be redeemed, forgiven, united, and blessed. Can I get an amen right there? That's a good place to say amen. Amen. But for some of us, this is brand new to you. For some of us, we're going, really? Because there's been a, a mind battle your entire life. You're, there's been a mind battle. I want you to see this word redeemed. You say, I don't see anything about healing on here. You know what I love about redeemed? We found this in Growth Track. Step two, I'll talk a little bit about today in the Growth Track room with Chick-fil-A, is that redemption means finding freedom. And here's what redemption means. Redemption means restored to its original intent. Restored to its original intent. I love this. When you're restored, it means you're healed. Like I have hearing aids. My ears are not redeemed yet. But God's going to restore it to its original intent. Come on, somebody. When I started this church, my hairline was down to here. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. God's going to redeem it. And here's what I love. 
When we started this church in Las Vegas, Nevada, God said, I want you to redeem the citizens of Las Vegas by starting a church. I got to tell you, we have a, uh, some church planters here today, Brian and Sharon Howard. They were here at 7 a.m. helping us, checking all the, our amazing team out. And they're, uh, you know, they are starting uh, the Cause Church in Star, Idaho, uh, what, this, uh, in January or February of 2022. So give it up for them as well. Man, we're so excited you guys are here. Will you wave real quick? Harass them after service, all right? Give them a high five. Give them a hug. But guess what? God's setting them to start Idaho to redeem it. There's some broken people in Star Idaho. There's some broken people in Las Vegas, Nevada. Philippians chapter 3, it says, but our citizenship is in heaven. And for it, we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. What's God's will for my life? To transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to be subject all things to himself. I love this. Does God like, like take the, does he take nature, like the splitting of the Red Sea and, and all these different things, like, like calming the storm? And, and does, he, does he like violate the laws of nature? No, the laws of nature are subject to Jesus. So can I just encourage you today? We do not have to wait until heaven. My goodness. Can I just tell you, I am tired of waiting until heaven. I want to bring heaven to earth. Heaven to earth in my family, in my church, in my workplace, wherever you're going tomorrow, in that cubicle, in that uh, you know, office building, uh, even online or on Zoom, wherever you're at, on Facebook, for crying out loud, on social media, Instagram. I want to bring heaven to earth. And I love this in Acts chapter 9. It says, now they're in Joppa with a disciple named Tabitha. And I love this. Tabitha, which is translated, means Dorcas. Don't name your kid Tabitha, okay? <laughs> Lindsay, Pastor Lindsay has called me Tabitha once or twice. Like Dorcas. It's the shirt. I apologize. And she was full of good works and acts of charity, but check this out. And in these days, she became ill and she died. Like, I don't want this to be my, <laughs> my bio. Like, Jeremy's a good guy, but he died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room, her dead body, an upper room. Now, this is Acts chapter 9, meaning Jesus already died, rose again, and ascended to heaven. And so God, Jesus, went to heaven so that the Holy Spirit could come to this earth. But in Acts chapter 9, it's my man Peter. But Peter was called upon. They said, Peter, will you pray for her? Peter already healed somebody. His shadow was healing those on the streets, like supernaturally, quickly. And I love this, but Peter put them all outside. Get out of the room. Sometimes in order to bring heaven to earth, we got to look at everybody in our life and go, get out. And he said this, he got them all the room. He knelt down and he prayed. And right here, theologians believe, I have two uh, very powerful commentaries to prove this point. They believe that when he prayed, he didn't say, Jesus, uh, you know, I, heal this woman now. The prayer was that uh, I'm in this room. They called me. I'm going to look really stupid if they, she doesn't come back to life. So Jesus, heal her now. Theologians believe that when Peter prayed and turning to the body, right, when he prayed, he said, God, is this your will for her to come back to life? Is this your will for her to come back to life? They believe he got the answer, and he said, Tabitha, arise. And when she opened her eyes, she saw Peter, and she sat up. 
I want to encourage you today. We don't want to move the hand of God. You want to submit to the will of God. I don't want to move the hand of God. I want to submit to the will of God. I'm going to take it a step further. I am so grateful that God did not allow me to move his hand for the things I wanted. Instead, God gave me the things I needed. Because there's prayers I pray, Jesus, I want this. But can I just tell you, I'm so grateful he didn't give me that. Instead, he gave me this, which was better than that. I said, God, I need this. And God, no, you, you, you have to have this. And when I subject myself to the will of God, it has been better than I can think of. It's like that scripture, God's going to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ask for, more than we could think or comprehend. And when I pray those prayers, I say, God, I'm submitting myself to the will of God. I have a problem that only heaven can solve, but I'm going to submit myself to the will of God. But here's the last one is we need to believe. Man, we need to believe. We need to believe. In Romans chapter 12, I want you to see this real quick. For the grace given to me, I say to everyone amongst you, not to think of himself more highly than they ought to think, but think with sober judgment. I want you to read this next verse. Each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. God has assigned to every single person in this building today a measure of faith. And can I tell you, it is not zero. It is not no faith. And some of us, we feel like we've lost the faith. I get it. I understand it. But God has given you an assigned measure of faith. An assigned measure of faith. Now, this is kind of where it gets hard for me. For many of you, if you're brand new with this, uh, here at Avenue, I'm deafened this year. I actually wear a uh, this is just a receiver that sends sound to my one and only ear. And so on this side, I mean, before uh, I had this, what, a year ago, I mean, people would be like, hey, pastor, and I just keep walking on. And they're like, that guy's a jerk, you know, because I didn't even hear them. I was mono, right? But now I'm surround sound. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing aids, right? Jack and hearing aid batteries in Las Vegas. You follow me on Instagram, you know? But I'm 60% deaf in this year. So I'm actually very deaf. And uh, when I was 18 months old, I had spinal meningitis. And when I had spinal meningitis, that was the kid killer back in the early 80s. And I was in a coma for three days. But how many know? Just like my Savior. I came out of that coma after the third day. Come on, somebody. I broke out. But from 18 months to three years old, they, had, they never checked my ears. So there was a lot of development that takes place from 18 months to three years old. So I, didn't, I had to learn to talk. I didn't know how to say words. I skipped the word in, my, in the Bible today because I knew I would jack that word up. So I said another word instead. Thank you, Jesus, for many, many words. But can I just tell you, it is a miracle that I'm on this platform communicating to you as a deaf person. It really is. It's not, yeah, Jeremy, it's yay, Jesus. Because otherwise you'll get, Jesus, love you. you know I mean, that's all you got to get. But I've had a lot of people tell me, hey, pastor, hey, Jeremy, this is before I was a pastor, you're not healed because you don't have enough faith. And that's where I go, God bless you, brother. It's taking me a lot of faith not to lay hands on you right now. <laughs> In Jesus' name. We're going back alley. I got a prayer group over there. They're from East LA, by the way, but yeah, we're going to lay hands on you. Okay, I challenge you, you still got to believe. Still got to believe. You still got to believe. Still got to believe. 
still got to believe. But man, I got all the faith in the world that God's going to heal my ears. I remember I was driving home one night. It was a church service. People were laid out. People were getting healed left and right. Driving home, and I'm going, why? 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 Why not? Why, why not? Why, why me? Why am I not healed? And I'm driving. I have faith. I have measures of faith. You said in Mark chapter 11, you just have to a mustard seed. I mean, it's like that little, just a little bit of faith. I can move a mountain. Why? I believe strongly the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I had to pull over. I've only had two or three moments in my life where I had to pull over, all right, because your boy could handle that. It's like, God. <laughs> I had to pull over. And the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to heal you when I'm most glorified. So I don't know if that's heaven, glory to be to Jesus, or if that's just going to happen one day here at Avenue Church, or if that's going to happen one day when maybe my son lays hands on me, or maybe a small child says, be healed in Jesus' name. I said, what you say? Oh, I'm healed, you know. I don't know what it's like to be like. I do know that when I get to heaven, I have a glorified body in heaven. And the first thing I'm going to do in heaven is play Marco Polo. Marco, ah, I found you. That's the first thing I'm going to do. But here's, I'm going to take it a step further. There's a paralyzed man who didn't have faith. There's a lot of people in the Bible that didn't have faith. Jesus went to a paralyzed man at the, at the pool of Bethesda, and he said, hey, what can I do for you? And he said, I got no one to take me down to the water. He had faith, but faith in the wrong thing. He believed the water would heal him, but not the one that's standing before him. And Jesus said, take up your mat, walk. But here is a paralyzed man who had four friends carrying him on a mat. They brought him to the house where Jesus was, and they said, but finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof, and they let him down through his bed, through the tiles, into the mist before Jesus. And so they were on the roof, and they opened the roof up and said, good luck, buddy. Right? We got faith in you. Like, if you fall, you die. He's still going to help you. <laughs> like, it's all good. How many know? That's the kind of friends you need. <laughs> and I love this. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiven. Check this out. He didn't see the paralyzed man's faith. He saw his friend's faith. Saw the four and said, because of you, I'm healing him. Because you're bringing heaven to earth, he's forgiven. And can I just tell you this? Maybe you're in this room today and say, I have never seen a miracle. Jesus decided to do the greatest miracle before the second greatest miracle, and that was salvation. Hear me out? We see miracles every week at Avenue Church. It's when people go from death to life. And he says this, your sins are forgiven. Can I just challenge you today that if you have a hard time believing for yourself, what if you just believe for others? I believe as you start believing for others, this is going to start to grow. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine what happened to the four when Jesus completely healed their friend? I bet you their faith was on fire. Because this is what Jesus said, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven, or rise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on, say it, everybody, on earth. I came from heaven to earth. I have all authority on earth to forgive sins. He said, I say to you, rise, 
pick up your bed and go home. Immediately he rose up and he went home glorifying God. Come on, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But here's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go quick. We need humility. We need humility. We talked about this last week. That God, if we humble ourselves in due time, God will exalt us. And last week, we end the, the collection of talk last week that God will exalt us by healing us. But we need to humble us. And here's a scripture in Luke chapter 7. I love this. Now, a centurion had a servant who was sick. I want you to understand, a centurion was a government, government official, a soldier or a general who had a hundred men underneath him. He was in charge of a hundred men. Out of the hundred, one of them was sick. At the point of death, who was highly valued by the centurion. And Jesus went to them, and he was not far from the house. The centurion sent friends to Jesus, saying, Lord, don't trouble yourself. I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof. There could be many reasons why he did not feel worthy. I don't have enough faith. I don't know. I, I, I haven't been living right, but I have not been worthy. Therefore, I do not presume to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be healed. There's his faith. But he had to humble himself. He had to say, I want you to heal my servant, but all you got to do is just say the word. Right to him, a man set under authority. What did Jesus just say to the paralyzed guy with his four friends? I have authority in heaven. And so as we see here today, if you have a problem that only heaven can solve, I want you to know Jesus has all the authority. With soldiers under me, say go, and he goes. Another one, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does this. This is not parenting, by the way. Oh my goodness. Go, son. He doesn't go. I don't understand authority, right? When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. This is Jesus. He marveled at him, turning to the crowd that followed him, and said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. I love that the centurion had faith for his soldier. And he said, Jesus, just say it. Just say the word. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant healed. They found the servant well. I want to encourage you, church, today. You believe with me for miracles. Miracles in this building. That maybe you walked in with a problem. I'm going to walk out with my solution. I'm going to walk out completely healed and set free. John chapter 14 says, Truly, truly, and this is Jesus, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. And whatever you ask for in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Here's my last point here today, and I need you to help build my faith. I need you to help build your faith this morning. But here's what I believe with all my heart. Miracles are for today. I believe Jesus does miracles today. You know, it's just a few, man, a few years. I mean, was, I've been married for 15 years. And uh, when I was single, I was at a uh, travel evangelist, right? I heard a woohoo, 15 years. Come on, somebody. 
she, she bought me the shirt. She says, I like it, and I wore it 15 years. Come here, you get that. Eye. Oh, what did I just say? 13 years. Yes, yeah, sorry. Oh, no. I need a miracle in the house today. I've been in Las Vegas for 15 years. I've been married for 13 years. Let's bow your heads, close your eyes. There's the back door. If I'm out here next week, tell somebody. I've been married for 13 years. I remember uh, in 2002, I went to a summer camp. I uh, volunteered my time. I was at a summer camp in Colorado. And uh, in Colorado, we, we had kids in our rooms that we had to watch and play games all day. And, you know, it was, it was summer camp. Eat terrible camp food. But I remember at registration, there was a student who came in who had an interpreter. And she would sign for him. He was completely deaf. So I met him, so I, I, you know, I got hearing aids and do a little bit of sign. I got like ghetto sign, you know, like peanut butter sandwich now. And um, he's completely dead, deaf. I remember the first night just worshiping God and praying for students. The speaker was great. I remember seeing him off to the corner. He couldn't hear, but he could feel the vibrations of the music. And um, maybe that's why you're like, why is it so loud in here? You know. And uh, for the first night, something happened for me. For the first night, I felt like my perspective changed. It, it, it stopped from Jesus, I need something from you. It's, it became Jesus, he needs something from you. My, pers- my perspective changed. I remember the first night, great service, a lot of kids gave their life to Jesus. I remember the second night, Holy Spirit said, pray for him. And that's said, oh, no, 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 no. Deaf people don't pray for deaf people. It's a thing. It's just something, you know. I didn't do it the first night. I think it was a total of four nights, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Third night, I didn't do it. The last night, it was almost like I, if I didn't pray for him, I would have been disobedient. Like I would have been sinning. That's how I felt. I remember I turned to Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. It said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. Authority from Jesus is on my life to heal, to set the broken captives free, to heal the brokenhearted. I read that, and I closed it. and said, here goes nothing. And I came to him. Remember, he's deaf. So I'm going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you. Jesus, you know, heal your ears. And he looked at me with these eyes. I'll never forget, like, like finally, Thank you. And so I'm going, I'm up front. People are kind of doing their own thing. And as I said, Father, in Jesus' name, you know, I did what people did to me. I mean, people stuck their fingers in my ear. I'm like, hey, I got a hearing aid in there, man. Like, back up, man. Go do an offering somewhere else, you know. Like, and so I just put my hands on his ear. I said, Father, in Jesus' name, heal him. By your stripes, he is healed. And I said, in Jesus' name. I was like, yeah. And he just looked at me and he went, mm-mm. I was like, well, you know, like, like, I'm not Jesus. The Holy Spirit said, again. And I said, no. You know what I mean? Like, 
So I pray for him again, second time. Father, in Jesus' name, heal his ears. You know what I mean? You do the different things you've seen. Heal. So Jesus, heal his ears. In Jesus' name, amen. And he wouldn't let me get away with that. Because he would go, mm, no. I'm going, like, dude, I tried. You know, like, it's off of me. I, I, I took a step. And the Holy Spirit said, one more time. So I, pray, I just put my hands over his ears. I said, Father, in Jesus' name. Remember the words I said, God, if you don't heal me, at least heal him. I don't know how transparent to be sometimes in this church, but we want to be as transparent as we can. So God, if you don't heal me, because I've been believing for a long time, heal him. And all of a sudden his eyes shot up and he goes, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm going like, like, really? Are you sure? And he goes, yeah, no. I was like, well, you can't get a 50% discount. Come on. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, heal his other ear in Jesus' name. And can I tell you, I mean, his ears opened up. He, he went down to the ground. I just like, thank you, Jesus. I remember I took a step back. I went to the back of the room, and I watched him. And when he stood up, he stood up totally new. Looked around at the different sounds, all that. And can I take a step further? That next day, I love my people because we're like, we're going to go get your ears checked, homie. And we went to the doctor, and the doctor says, yeah, he can hear. His ears are well. He doesn't need hearing aids. Can I just tell you, miracles are for today. I want to challenge you. If you're in this room today and you need healing in your body, man, if you're saying, man, God, I want you to bring heaven to this earth. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more mourning. Man, I need a glorified body. God, I need you to set me free. Heal my limbs. Heal my bones, Father. Heal every, heal my mind. Heal me of depression, suicidal thoughts, Father. Heal me in the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe there's somebody that's not here today and you've been standing in the gap. I want you to stand up for them as well and say, God, heal them. Father, just say the word and it will be done. I want to pray with you this morning. I never want to make this weird or strange, but the more I study it, the more I'm realizing there's more to life than just getting to heaven. We are to bring heaven to this earth. And so I want to pray with you if you have any type of, it's physical, mental, spiritual healing in your bodies. I want you to stand. Just stand where you're at. Just stand where you're at. After service, we'll have an opportunity. I'm going to stay up front. We, we will lay hands on you if you're comfortable with that. But stand wherever you're at in this building. And I want you to lift two hands towards heaven. Man, because Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth to heal our bodies. Father, in Jesus' name, Father, I, I pray over this uh, worship experience today. Father, I pray over every body that's in this room today. Father, I pray heal arthritis in Jesus' name. Heal bones in Jesus' name, God. Uh, Father, I pray heal, uh, uh, man, even plantar fasciitis, Father. God, I pray heal our limbs, Father. God, I pray heal our minds in Jesus' name. There's been a great attack on our minds. In this past year, God, heal our minds, Father, so we can test and approve God's perfect will for our lives, which is healing in Jesus' name. Father, I pray over women and ladies today. Father, if you can't conceive, God, I pray heal their bodies. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we stand under your promise. Be fruitful and multiply. Father, we pray for men in this house today. Father, I pray heal them of their past. Heal them of their experiences, God. Father, I pray for new identity of men in this house today. Father, I pray heal our children, the exposures, God. Father, I pray heal deaf ears in the mighty name of Jesus. Heal blind eyes, heal legs. Father, heal those that are in wheelchairs today. Father, have your way. Heal people of COVID-19, God. Heal people of, of breathing and asthma, God. We speak healing in Jesus' name because it's your will and your kingdom be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. God wants to heal some nerve damage from maybe a fall. And God's going to touch your body right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you if you're here today and you're saying, I feel better. I feel like God's touched me. I feel healed. You know, there's somebody in this room you've had 
Awesome trauma. And it's been reoccurring because there's been triggers. And God said, that's not heaven on earth. That's hell on earth. And God binds it up and he's removing it. But you'll remember, but you'll, you'll be healed. Because of that memory, it's not going to be a hurtful memory, but it's going to be a testimony. And it's going to touch others and heal others. And Jesus is going to operate through you and in you. You're watching online today. And man, you've had some physical difficulties. But also, I believe God's going to heal your body, heal your mind. I mean, I believe that God's going to heal you. Not just of fear, but of anxiety, worry. Father, I just pray over this amazing church. Over this amazing church. God, thank you for what you're doing inside of us. Because Jesus, we don't want to do church like normal. Because if we do anything normal, it's going to be natural. But if we call heaven to earth, it's going to be supernatural. So Holy Spirit, I pray, continue to heal our bodies today. With every head but of eye closed, i got to tell you, the greatest miracle is salvation. If you're here today, and you're saying, I walked in this building, but it's literally a Hail Mary. Man, I didn't know what to expect, but I need Jesus. Pastor, will you help me to go from death to life? Because maybe this entire time, the miracle for you was, I thought I was bad, not good enough. But I realized it's not bad, I'm just living in darkness. But when I get let Jesus into my heart, I go from death into life. Whatever head bowed, if I close, if that's you today, just raise a hand and say, I want pastor, I want prayer. Will you pray with me today? I'm not going to embarrass you or single you out, but just put a hand up this time. And man, we're getting a little bolder because we've been doing life together. And man, we need each other now more than ever before. More than ever before. More than ever before. Look at all these hands. Yes, 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 yes. Anyone else? Yes. Anyone else? Anyone else? Come on. Let's pray this prayer together. Yes. Say this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus. Come on, everybody in this room, we pray. Nobody prays alone in Avenue. Say, dear Jesus. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. Say, thank you for paying for my sins. So I repent. Forgive me of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody, give God a shout today.